Italy CAF has appointed Cristina Scocchia, currently CEO of Kiko SPA, as their new CEO in an unexpected reshuffle of the famous Italian coffee company. Scocchia replaces Massimiliano Paglioni, who was the first external CEO to run the family-owned business. According to a press release, current shareholders have made it clear they intend to raise funds via an IPO, and perhaps they believe that Ms. Scocchia would be better able to accelerate the process. As they put it, the change right now is to capitalize on a positive phase on capital markets. Illy Cafe this year achieved their B Corp certification. This is something they saw as important to building trust with their consumers. See the Bar Talks Nick Basket interview with Massimiliano Pagliani on our YouTube channel. Both Mr. Pagliani and Ms. Scocchia have not come from a coffee background, which signals that Illicaf's board think B2C experience in a public company is more important than understanding the nuances of coffee. The company has an executive team with subject matter knowledge, but what they need right now is leadership that understands marketing and communications and how to sell the vision to bankers. Last year's annual financial report showed a decrease in revenues of 14% to 446.5 million euros and a net profit of 5 million euros, which is a small profit for a company with the name and brand reputation of Illy Cafe. By comparison, Lavazza Group, which carries several brands under its umbrella, made net revenues of 2.09 billion euros and a profit of 72.9 million, a 3.5% profit on sales, versus Illicaf's thinner 1.1%. One interpretation of the company's strategy is that they want capital to pursue growth with the understanding that smaller coffee brands might not have the same relevance in the future as they do today. If the company conducts an IPO, as was their original plan, it will be interesting to see how much money they raise. A company that files for an IPO must prepare documentation to explain its plans and risks. I'm looking forward to reviewing those filings, which will shed some light on exactly how this coffee company, which has had such a presence on the market for so long, plans to grow and stay relevant in the future. Chinese coffee company Luckin Coffee reported that its net revenue for the first half of this year increased 106% to 3.1 billion renminbi, approximately US$492.9 million, year-on-year. This financial report, announced on October 1, is the company's first normalized one, since the incident in April 2020, when the company admitted to reporting fraudulent sale numbers of $310 million. For the past year, the Chinese coffee company settled the financial fraud in hopes of making a comeback with the business, which involved paying a penalty of $180 million and settling a U.S. class action lawsuit that amounted to a sum of $187.5 million. Even though Luckin Coffee filed bankruptcy in the U.S. in February this year, the coffee chain has steadily grown in China's coffee market under the direction of a more competent board. The company's chairman and CEO, Guo Jini, attributed their growth in revenue to the increased sales from self-operated stores, higher prices and order frequency, and improved cost structure. Luckin Coffee plans to grow more partnership stores as part of its plan to shift to an asset-light model. From partnership stores, the company gets 40% of the profits if sales reach an agreed earning threshold. 
As of June, the company operates 4,018 self-operated and 1,241 partnership stores, this is a 5.8% decrease in the self-operated model, and 50.6% increase in partnership stores. Shifting to more partnership stores has worked out for luck and coffee so far, as revenue from partnership stores surged 357.8% to 441.2 million renminbi, approximately US$69.05 million, year-on-year. Last year, revenue from partnership stores only made up 6.2% of the company's total revenue. This year, it jumped to 13.9%. Kenyan coffee is a mixed bag at the Nairobi Coffee Exchange. A few weeks ago, a number of coffee farmers told reporters that the weather was working in their favor and they expected high profits from a bumper harvest and high exports. Now was the time for it to come together as the world's biggest coffee producer, Brazil, struggled under bad weather conditions, pushing up the price of Arabica. It is a good time for the country to capitalize on the shortfall. In previous years, the country was plagued with the effects of excessive rainfall, cold, and infestations of coffee berry disease, leaf rust, and bacteria blight, all of which affected the harvest. Now, the increase in the price of Arabica is attracting previously disillusioned farmers back into the industry. It's not all positive news however, as last week's coffee arriving at the exchange has not met the earlier quality and prices have started to ease slightly to reflect the lower grade. The country earned 16.4 billion shillings, $149 million, from coffee exports in the first half of this year, an 18% increase from the 13.8 billion shillings, $126 million, from the first half of 2020. Kenya's main season started in October, but the Nairobi Coffee Exchange has not yet had the bulk of the central growing region's crop in yet, which they expect to be higher quality. Thanks to its intensive expansion, Tim Hortons has more than doubled its number of stores in China, to a total of 300. Within the next five years, the company expects to grow by 800%. Tim's China, a joint venture of private equity firm Cartesian Capital Group and Restaurant Brands International Incorporated, had 137 locations at the beginning of the year. The number of stores has now more than doubled. The rapid growth of Tim's China is a prelude to the merger with blank check company Silver Crest Acquisition. The merger, scheduled to close in the first quarter of 2022, is part of a plan to take the company's China operations public. Increasing Tim's China store count by a factor of two wasn't the endgame. The company plans to increase the store count by 800% by 2026. These new stores are planned to be open in and around Beijing, Shenzhen, Shanghai, Chengdu and Chongqing. Chairman of Tim's China Peter Yu stated. It sounds like an ambitious goal, but it's really quite manageable. The Chinese market is absolutely a compelling market. In the area of coffee, it's also the fastest-growing market in the world, and so we see plenty of room to reach that stated target. Yu also explained that the clustering of stores will assist with improving customer convenience and supply chain efficiency, as well as increasing the density of operations. If the expansion is successful, this will put Tim's China ahead of Seattle-based coffee giant Starbucks in terms of the rate of expansion. 
The U.S.-based coffee chain Dutch Brothers has over 500 locations, according to their third-quarter financial results. In addition, the company provided a preview of its prospects for the fourth quarter and preliminary expectations for new store openings in 2022. Unlike some other coffee businesses, this company has benefited tremendously from the global pandemic, especially in 2020 when some coffee shops were forced to temporarily close while others permanently shut down. In a survey of U.S. consumers, by World Coffee Portal, the percentage of consumers that favored drive through over walking into a coffee shop grew from 48% in 2019 to 63% in 2020. In the third quarter of this year, which ended on September 30, the coffee chain opened 33 new coffee shops, 30 of which were owned by the company. The company's total revenue grew 49.8% to $129.8 million year-on-year, and revenues from company-owned shops grew 62.9% to $108.7 million. Profits from company-owned stores make up almost half of the company's portfolio, and the reported gross profit is $22.9 million, which is 18% higher as compared to the same period in 2020. Chief Executive Officer and President of Dutch Brothers Joth Ricci stated, We are very pleased with the strength of our third quarter and year-to-date results which are exceeding the optimistic set of expectations we established going into 2021. A clear set of growth-minded objectives was also announced by the company for the upcoming year. Ricci stated that it includes expanding what is already a strong pipeline of homegrown regional operators and combining that with a disciplined, people-led, growth strategy that creates the potential for at least 4,000 shops nationwide. As part of the fourth-quarter outlook, the company projected the revenues to be between $125 and $128 million, and at least 112 new store openings next year.